Lake Effect brings you conversations about what's happening in Milwaukee and the people, places, and organizations that shape our community. This is Lake Effect Spotlight from WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR. Although they only range in age from 27 to 42 years old, millennials are experiencing chronic health conditions at a significant rate. A new study from the Health Action Council shows that millennials exceed older generations in chronic conditions, making them more dependent on the healthcare system compared to other age groups. Medical conditions such as diabetes, hypertension, back disorders, and particularly behavioral health disorders in the millennial population contribute to a higher burden on the healthcare system. Patty Starr and Craig Kurzweil co-authored an article that explains this shift and solutions to address it. They join me to share more of the findings, and Kurzweil begins by explaining the key factors that contribute to millennials using the healthcare system at a higher rate. What we see within the millennial population is not necessarily that there's a higher prevalence of those types of chronic disease conditions, but it's more around uh, with the millennials and their families, how they utilize care. So as they start to um, enter into their 40s, and we see that the millennials are getting uh, everything that comes with turning 40, hypertension, diabetes, high blood pressure, things like that within the millennial generation, the fact that they typically access the healthcare system through kind of quick care, so using the ER, urgent care, and virtual care, instead of using a brick and mortar sort of PCP quarterback model, um, has led to many of those chronic diseases costing much more uh, within the millennial population. So treating your diabetes, for example, through an emergency room is a really expensive way to treat a chronic disease. We're also doing a comparison between employer policies over the last 30 years or 40 years now and some of the impact that it has on this generation, whether it was an employer changing their sick time or their PTO schedule or their vacation schedules. We went through a transition when the millennial generation was actually being brought up. And their parents actually had to change their behavior and how their kids received care and how fast their kids received care from the healthcare system in order for daycare to kick in or for them to go back to school. And we're actually starting to see in this population how some of those changes, although positive for the employer on the short-term basis, may negatively impact the employer now through different usage patterns. And those patterns are now being passed down to the next generation, which are the children of the millennials. I'm not sure if anyone's heard stories of millennials when their kids get are not feeling well. They are going, well, the doctor's on your phone. Just call the doctor on your phone because they're used to virtual care now and they're going, well, we can just go to the doctor. So there's a different level of access and availability thought of in this population and therefore they're utilizing it differently as well. Some both positive and some negative. It's often the subject matter of many memes out there that millennials are casually living through multiple waves of, you know, unprecedented times, right? But all jokes aside, this does have an impact on our health, both physical and mental. So where do you see this reflected in the data of what areas of health millennials are most utilizing or seeking care for? Well, definitely, if you look through the data on the millennial population, the one area that is very different from past generations is behavioral health itself. So Some of that is obviously impacted by the pandemic and lockdowns and all the stress over the last few years is definitely important uh, to think about. 
But I would also say in general, the millennial population had high prevalence of VRL issues before COVID. And really it's more uh, an indication of more millennials and, and the millennials starting to dominate the workforce has led to VRL health being more, more popular. And not that other generations aren't struggling with VRL issues, but the millennial generation is really the first that's coming through with which is a completely different degree of stigma attached to VRL concerns. So not that the not that the issue wasn't there within that generation, but they're much more willing uh, to be treated for those types of conditions. You mentioned behavioral health utilization is up to thirty five percent for millennials and their children. So let's get into some of the other dominant health conditions that millennials are experiencing that you found in this study. Yeah. So again, analytically, as you look at the millennial population, uh, typically when you think about when I think about millennials, you think young, healthy, invincible populations. But uh, to be clear. Um, we blinked during the pandemic and that has completely changed. Uh, The millennials are turning 40, they are 40 and getting again, everything that comes with turning 40 with high blood pressure and diabetes and things like that. So um, conditions that we hadn't talked about within that generation are now becoming much, much more popular. Now chronic disease, over half of our millennials now have a chronic disease or are developing a chronic disease. So the young and invincible mantra is, is gone. And now we have a population that really is now going to start to actively engage uh, the healthcare system. And the real challenge is, how do they engage the healthcare system? Now that they have chronic disease, it's no longer okay to leverage, you know, the ER and things like that to treat your conditions. We truly need to manage the chronic disease. And that means becoming compliant and engaged and part of the healthcare journey. And typically we do that through a PCP. If we, if they are going to access the healthcare system through virtual care, we just need to make sure that virtual care moves from just treating cough and cold and things like that to how do you help this generation treat their chronic disease? That's going to be a big challenge. Yeah, things like diabetes, hypertension, obesity, back disorders, osteoarthritis, these are just some of the things that have a high percentage prevalence in the study. And as you mentioned, it reflects how they utilize the care and what the priorities of care are for the millennials. But the study also examines how these trends impact health spending, not just on the individual level, but employers. So, Patty, what do you see as some key solutions to better serve this population? So from an employer perspective, I really believe that we need to continue to manage those individuals that are of high risk. But I also think we need to move our line of sight up in the continuum and really look at those individuals who are healthy or just developing some light medical risk and help them maintain where they're at, their health. It's really important that employers implement and promote disease prevention and lifestyle modification programs. In addition to that, I think it's very important that employers help educate employees on where to obtain healthcare, that it's not always the quickest place you want to go. Maybe you actually want a healthcare relationship instead of being transient with your healthcare, but making sure you have a relationship and you know, based on the symptoms you're experiencing, where an appropriate place to go is. Along with that, beyond teaching our employees what to do, but helping support them and making really good family decisions around healthcare. What's good for a spouse or a significant other? What's good for the children that they're around so that those individuals start to adopt good behaviors around the healthcare system as well? 
One aspect I see in this study is that maybe millennials are motivated to challenge the way the current healthcare system works. You know, we can't expect the systems that were best utilized by, say, baby boomers or Gen X populations to fit the different needs of the population that are today. So how can the results of this report and continuing to build upon this data potentially help shape any system changes to help lessen the cost burden for everybody? Yeah, and I, I think that's a key piece to think about. It's not just understanding that there's some barriers and some challenges within the generation. It's what do we learn from that? And, and a lot of what happened during the pandemic has really put us in, a, in, a, in actually a, a better spot within with the millennial generation. So the rapid advancement of telehealth and virtual care was critical. If that hadn't have happened, we'd be really in even in a more challenging position uh, to meet the needs of millennials. And it's it's less around understanding the barriers, but, under, but more about how do we meet these members where they're at. This is how they use care. This is how they've been trained to use care. This is what they're accustomed to. Um, and now that they are the dominant workforce, how do we adjust? How does everyone adjust to meet the unique needs of this population and guide them towards better health and, and lower full cost of care? I would also say that it's a great opportunity for the system to look at the experience it provides to the end consumer that millennials are used to a first class level of experience, whether they're looking at Amazon or some of the other types of services that they traditionally buy at grocery stores, and how does healthcare mimic and or learn from some of those other industries on the delivery of care to provide that level of experience. Both of you come at this study with different perspectives. I'm just curious, what were your main takeaways individually or a stat that most stood out to you? I can I speak to the data. It, when you look at what's happening in the millennial population, two things kind of jumped out. One is that uh, we don't typically think of chronic disease in that population. So seeing that overtaking that population was really interesting. And the cost of those chronic diseases was unexpected um, and, again, driven by where people are utilizing care. The other piece, uh, and Patty kind of mentioned this earlier, the ripple effect that this uh, utilization pattern has in their kids that it's not just a study of just the millennials, but the millennials and the ripple effect within their children. is It's interesting how that learned behavior kind of moves from generation to generation along the continuum as well. So this isn't going to be a, a one-hit wonder where we where it's just the millennials, but it's going to be a longer-term issue as their, their kids start to enter the healthcare system as well. I mean, ditto what Craig shared. I think we were both surprised at the amount of disease state that was entering earlier in someone's life expectancy coming in at that 30s and 40s and to also see that mirrored into their children I think was significantly eye-opening from an employer's perspective it gives insight into our future workforces and our current workforces and some of the things we might have to start start adjusting and modifying for earlier than what we've done in the past. Because we're used to a workforce that gets sicker, usually in their 50s. And now all of a sudden they're getting ill earlier in their 40s. So that has a long-term impact on the business model that from an employer's perspective, we have to evaluate. I think from an employer's perspective also though, it's a great opportunity for us to take a step back and actually look at policies and decisions we're making today and go, what are we trying to accomplish today? And how can we actually model out what the impact will be in 20 or 30 years 
on the next generation of employees that we're going to be hiring, because what may seem really positive today and resolving maybe a problem we're having in our processes may actually cause further healthcare burdens in the future, which we definitely don't want to do. If anything, we want to try to eliminate burdens from the healthcare system starting today, but make decisions that will continue that impact on a long-term basis. Well, Patty and Craig, thank you both so much for joining me today to break down some of this data. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, thanks for your time. Patty Starr is the president and CEO of the Health Action Council, and Craig Kurzweil is the vice president of the United Healthcare Center for Advanced Analytics. You can find a link to the study, Millennials and Their Children, Significant Health Findings, at wuwm.com. You can find more interviews like this one by visiting wuwm.com slash lake effect. And while you're there, subscribe to the Lake Effect Spotlight podcast. 